0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Women in a series called Fitly Joined comes out of this verse in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, From whom the whole body fitly joined together. Fitly joined. Joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, makes increase of the body under the edifying of itself in love. This table here was made by a master craftsman whom I happen to know. He was my dad, or is my father. He's in heaven now. I counted up last night the number of just pieces of timber that he used to make this beautiful table that normally sits beside our lounge and uh, where Rhonda likes to put her a cup of tea and, and uh, beautiful table. But there's over 40 pieces of timber alone not including all the screws and the glue and there's caps on the screws so that you don't see them. That was a beautiful table that was put together by a master craftsman. Every single piece has got a unique place. I'm amazed at the way God puts us in His body in a unique place, somewhere where we fit. And maybe you're a screw cap, as it were, and you're not noticed apart from the designer who knew that they needed that piece there. Maybe you're a bit of the bracing that sits underneath the the tabletop and nobody ever sees it apart from the person who turns it over or the person who's carrying it. But you are incredibly important. Maybe you're the bits of dowel because every one of those things is doweled together and you would never notice them unless you were pulling it apart. But it all matters, every single part. Every piece has got a place. It fits there. Listen to this. It doesn't fit everywhere. It fits in the right place. With that in mind, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, speaking about the body of Christ, says this, the human body has many parts, but those many parts make up one whole or entire body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Some are Gentiles. That's not Jews. Some are slaves. Some are free. But we've all been baptised into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has got many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. Saying, don't compare yourself with someone else. These people that were up here earlier have got a musical talent that I don't possess. But it'd be silly for me to go, I want to be them. I really ought to be them. Because quite frankly, none of you would come for the worship. We've all got a unique place where we fit. If the ear says I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would it make it any less a part of the body? What if the whole body was an eye? How would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have got many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. But now God, it says, has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And it's such a beautiful kumbaya moment. It's such a lovely kind of a space to go, oh, thank you, Lord. You've gifted me and equipped me and I'm just where you want me to be. And I feel like linking arms and singing Walking Together in Fellowship sweet. or, oh, I love you with the love of the Lord. Or one of those beautiful kind of songs that everybody gets just kind of ooh and ah about. It's just a beautiful thing that we are in the body. However, this is where we're going to take a bit of a right turn this morning. Because Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says this And so, dear brothers and sisters, those of you that are in this one body, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all of that He's done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he'll find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then you'll learn to know God's will for you. A living sacrifice. And I read that and I go, uh uh-oh, because a dead sacrifice is easy to offer. If this altar here had a dead sacrifice on it, well, all you've got to do is light the fire. All you've got to do is say the prayer. My problem is that God doesn't say it's a dead sacrifice. God says it's a living one. God. It's getting hot in here, isn't it? Sheesh. Oh, it's too hot for me. I'm out of here. That's what happens when you've got a living sacrifice and the heat gets turned up. Or you're there and you're feeling all alone. Not many people around. Feeling a bit isolated and, God, it's so cold and, I don't feel any warmth from these people. I don't feel like anybody really cares. God, I think I'm out of here. I went to that church and no one spoke to me. It's like the the mother who said to her son, she said, son, it's time to go to church. He said, I'm not going. She said, son, you've got to go. He said, mum, I'm not going. I went there last week and no one spoke to me. She said, son, you've got to go. He said, mum, why have I got to go? She said, because you're the pastor. (laughs) But maybe you get through that season of coldness. Maybe that ends. And there you are now, just worshipping the Lord, a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek for when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. Old oh, and clap. No, don't don't clap, that only encourages me. <laughs> but you know what it's like? There you are, just worshiping Jesus. Oh, god, go, 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 go. See the problem with a uh, thank you, Luke. Luke's been wanting to do that for ages. The problem with living sacrifices is just this they can get offended. They can get bored, they can get distracted. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 5 says we are living stones. Have you ever seen bricks with legs? Turn to your neighbor and say you're a brick with legs. Not sure whether that's going to be a compliment for everybody, but we're living stones. And the living stones means that we can get up and say, you know what, I don't want to be there anymore. I don't want to be in that place. I'm bored being in that place. Heck, how long have I been a leg on this table? I'm sick of being a leg. I want to be the tabletop. I want hot things on me. And the tabletop is going, you know what, I'm tired of having Rhonda put her hot cup of tea on me. Every single day, several times a day, she's burning me. I feel like I'm nothing but a lump of firewood. I'm so taken for granted. It's terrible. I want to be the legs. I want to be strong. I want to be able to go, oh, look at the carving on that, isn't that awesome? Oh, yeah, oh, strong. The Bible says that we're living stones. And the problem with the living stones is where they get sick of being where they are. They just get up and go somewhere or else. They get up and move from where they are. Our last series was on Called and Chosen. This one's unfitly joined because when God calls you, He places you, but you choose whether to respond with the spirit of the volunteer or the spirit of the called. Now, can I say right at the start, I thank God for everyone who volunteers their time, their effort, their energy, whether it's once in a blue moon or whether it's regularly. But personally, I always struggle with calling the teams of this church volunteers. Because according to the, my Bible, everybody's called no matter what you do. So I don't mind if you are, I spoke to Roberto, uh, one of our host team, who said to me, Pastor, I, I, he shook my hand and said, sorry, I'm a bit wet. Uh, my handshake.'" I said, that's okay. We shook hands. He said, I've been out uh, hosing and and brushing down the entryway for the side entrance to this building. He said, I've been out there cleaning it up because the pigeons had been making fertiliser on our concrete. (laughs) That's another euphemism. Uh, They're out there. And so here's this guy cleaning it But can I say now, it sounds weird to say someone's called to sweep up pigeon poo. I get that. And I don't think that there's this gift or grace of God called pigeon poo sweeping up. I do think there's a calling called serving the body. And he said yes to that call. Some of you, there's all different ways. Some of you, you feel called to pray. Prayer for you is not your devotions. It's where you carry weight for the body of Christ. It's where you feel like that's the ministry God has entrusted me with. And you would no more think of yourself as volunteering to pray than you would any other calling that God might give out to someone's life. I thank God for all the volunteers. But I believe the greatest expression of following Jesus is to be where He places me. I believe it's to be called. And some, listen to me, Uh, again, I want to make this point so no one goes out of here going, so I'll never volunteer for anything ever again because he thinks that's worse. I go, no, I'm grateful for it. I just think the highest expression is to say, God, I'm called no matter what the task looks like. Well, let me show you. Because I think there's some major differences between being a volunteer, having that kind of mindset or spirit and having the mindset or the Spirit of the Call. If you're with us on MetroChurch.online, the notes are there for you. You'll have all of these there. Firstly, a volunteer mindset says this, I choose where, I choose what, I choose when, and I choose if. In other words, um, is that the kind of thing I'd like to do? My father never got all the timber out of his workshop and said, raise your hand if you'd like to be a part of a table. Huh? Obviously, a volunteer gets to choose. A called person says, I go where he sends me. He chooses, I simply get to say yes. Now, I realize we're living in a time where it seems to be sometimes we've forgotten some of these basic things of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. When Jesus called those fishermen, he said, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He never gave them a map of where to go next. He never gave them an agenda, never gave them a timetable, never showed them a syllabus. He just said, Follow me. He never said, Get ahead of me. He said, Follow me. And all they had to do, these guys that were leaders in their field. They chose whether they went out to fish. They chose how many times they let down there. They chose the knockoff time and now they're with Jesus and He's saying, no, now I choose all of that. I think it's the great place from which to live your life. Because when I've felt discouraged or when I've felt like it's too much, I don't ask myself, how do I feel about this? I ask myself this question, what does he say? Because if he chose me, he's the only one who gets to dismiss me. Are you with me? It's a great place. Secondly, a volunteer mindset says I leave whenever I feel like it. I've had enough. I remember years ago, to may remember this, the school my kids were at, uh, you had to, uh, well, they asked you every month to volunteer for a working bee. And so I put my name down, the first one I turned up and, you know, I'm, I'm reasonably good at a lot of simple tasks. You know, they weren't asking me to repair the air conditioning or something like that, or tidying up a garden here or there. But, you know, I turned up and it just seemed to me that what I was doing wasn't all that. Helpful, really, we stood around for ages before somebody seemed to be organised enough to get us to come and do a job or something. I remember thinking, what a waste of my time. And then Rhonda made the mistake of telling me that if I paid 50 bucks, I never had to go. So next time it came up, I paid 50 bucks and stayed home. (laughs) Because you know what? I was a volunteer. I wasn't called. I was just a volunteer in that scenario. If you've got the mentality of the called person then you say, my job is to be faithful. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. Together they'll go to war against the Lamb, that's Jesus, but the Lamb will defeat them. Watch this. Because He is Lord of all lords, King of all kings, and not just because He's Lord. He's not just going to defeat the devil because He's Lord of lords and King of kings. It says, and He's called and chosen and faithful ones. Will be with him. In other words, you and I have got a great part to play in what God is doing in the earth. I believe that it's harvest time. I like never before. I put this thought up yesterday on Instagram you know, that nothing has changed. Jesus is still Lord. The fields are still ready for harvest. And, uh, you know, he's still building his church. Nothing's changed. He's not stopped his program of reaching people because of governments or restrictions or or diseases or any other such thing. We are still living in the greatest time of the church. It's harvest time. And I want to make sure that I'm called. I know I am. I'm chosen. I know I am. But the next part never started with him. It starts with me. I'm called and chosen and faithful. Amen. And you know, like we said before, When the heat's on, you find out, are you the living sacrifice that wants to get out of there? Uh, When the cold comes and you feel a bit alone or when a bit of persecution comes and you get a few nudges and, and a bit of the prodding and a bit of the pain, what do you do then in your life? Here's number three. Third thing, volunteers generally have low ownership. It's just true. I was thinking about this with hire cars. Uh, you know, I, I know uh, Sub used to work with one of the major hire car companies and I'm pretty sure that you discover that some people when they hire a car, the ownership of the care level is like way low. It's like drive it like you stole it kind of a thing. You know what I mean? And and that's the way. I'm not saying every volunteer is like that, but I know that generally speaking, when people volunteer, it's a lower ownership of what that, uh, place it is all about, where, because you've heard someone say to you, don't take it personally. I struggle with that because I do take it personally. Not personally for me. I take this church personally. I, if you attack this church, I will take it personally. Not personally about Jeff, but personally about this body. I will leap to defend it. Why? Because my ownership, I don't own it. One day I won't be here. One day my name will be forgotten. They won't have it over a building and you'll have someone else. You'll be going, oh, they're they're way better than that fellow was. And you'll probably be right. And that day, one day will come for sure. But I want you to know that I pray that every one of us will have a spirit of ownership of the vision because it matters. Why does somebody consider it a joy? He's a chef, by the way. Why does someone consider, I'm pretty sure in his kitchen, somebody else sweeps up? Why is it that he considers it a joy to sweep up pigeon poo before a service? Why? Because he's got ownership. Because it's not the spirit of the volunteer. It's the spirit of the called. Here's number four. A volunteer's reward is appreciation. Most often, that's what most people want. It's somebody to say thank you, somebody to say well done, someone to say I noticed what you were doing. But a called person reward is simply this. I did what he asked me to do. There's a verse I've never heard anybody ever preach on in all my years where Jesus said this. He said, when the servant comes in from the field, does the master say sit down while I serve you? And the King James, I always remember this, it says, I trow not. What it means is, I don't think so. Forget that. He says, the servant should say, Master, I've only done that which I should have done. Amen. Try to live your life. Come on. You're all looking at me like this is very serious or something. Well, it is. But try to live your life in a way that at the end of it, Jesus will give you the words that matter most to the court. Well done, good and famous servant. No, no, I think I've got that wrong. Try it again. Well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Listen, I don't know how big what you're doing is or how big. I realize no matter how big what I do is, there's always somebody bigger. There's always something else where God seems to be doing more. My job is not to make sure that I'm in the limelight. My job is to wait for that reward that the call get. Well done. Good and faithful. So here's the last one. Number five. Volunteers donate. Seems to be everywhere I go nowadays, someone's asking me to donate. Would you like to round that up and give to whatever? I don't even know what half the things are. You know I, I, you can't walk into a shopping centre without being asked to donate to six things. And and God bless everybody that donates. Donating is, is a lovely thing to do. But volunteers donate, but the called don't donate, the called sacrifice. I'm telling you this on the day when we celebrate a, a massive increase in destiny offering for this year. So I know that I'm speaking to the choir right now. I'm not talking to people that need to be convinced. But it reminds me of how the farmyard animals got together one day. They said, you know, Farmer Brown has just been such an awesome farmer for all of us. We so love the care that he shows for every one of us. I think we should next week, we should celebrate Farmer Brown. We should absolutely go all out to thank him for all he's done and all the farmyard animals. I go, woohoo the hens are cackling the horses are neighing the goats are butting it's all happening the sheep are maing it's all going on and uh, they said what will we do for farmer brown well the hen spoke up she said his favorite breakfast is bacon and eggs <laughs> let's give him Bacon and eggs. And all the animals are going, yeah, yeah, bacon and eggs for Farmer Brown. Bacon and eggs for Farmer Brown. When the hubbub died down, there was a little sound from a squeaky little pig. And the squeaky little pig said, that's fine for you. You're making a donation, but I'd be making a sacrifice. You see the difference? If you've got the volunteer mindset, you'll have set limits on what your giving looks like. You'll have said, you know what, I'm happy to give an egg, but just leave the rest of me alone. The person who's called says, you know what, I don't care what it takes. I want to be a part of the answer. The truth is that we're not a network of volunteers. We are a body that's called and placed for His purpose. And I, this morning, genuinely, I want to say as the lead pastor here, I want to say thank you to everyone who has taken on the called mindset. Everyone who goes, you know what? It doesn't matter whether I'm appreciated. It doesn't matter whether, I, what, you know, whatever happens in that realm. What I, I'm here for is because I'm called. I, I'm just in my spot. That's my spot. And I'm glad to be there. And I'm glad to be a part of what God is doing in there. Thank you to everyone with the destiny Offering. It's awesome. This is not a message about destiny. And it's not even a message about giving, really. It's a a message about saying, have I got the volunteer mindset where I get to choose or have I got the called one? Amen. God's called me. I pray that when the heat gets turned up, when the coldness of a spiritual winter arrives in your life or when a bit of prodding and a bit of poking and a little bit of stripes comes your way, I pray that you'll be the kind of person that says, you know what? It's okay. I'm called to be on this altar. I'm going to be a living sacrifice. I'm not just going to get up and go when pressure comes. I'm going to allow God to build something great through my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person that's a part of this service, wherever they are, whatever the time zone is. Thank you for them, each one. Lord, I Thank you for the people that are serving you in so many parts of the world, in so many kinds of jobs and careers, because many people here, Lord, feel like you've put them in that career. You've put them in that job. They're not just in a job. They're in a cold place. And so Father, I pray that every one of us will find the release that comes from the Holy Spirit. The joy of saying, you know what? I'm at a university and I'm called. I'm in a business and I'm called. I'm in the public service and I'm called. I'm in the medical arena and I'm called. I'm in a school and I'm called. I'm at home, but I'm called. God, I pray that every single one of us will take on that spirit of the called in our life in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for people that are a part of the service, maybe in front of me, maybe online. And they've never surrendered their life to Jesus. At the moment, they're the volunteer choosing what they do and what they don't do. But Lord, I hear your voice saying, come, follow me. Jesus, I pray that those people will say yes to that like the early disciples did. They had no idea they were going to change the world. They thought they were captivated by a moment, by somebody's charisma. They thought that what was happening was that they were just going for a little bit, but God, You kept their life on track to literally turn the world upside down. So I pray, God, for those people. Lord, I know that each one of them They've got a part to play. They don't know it yet. They don't know what the part is. They don't know what you're calling them for. But it doesn't begin with the revelation of that. It begins with saying yes to Jesus. So Jesus, I thank, I thank you for all of us, Lord. We said yes to you. Some of us many years ago. Some of us only recently. We said yes. We had no idea it would look like this. Thank you for the way you lead the called in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just look this way a minute. If you're with us today and you say, Jeff, I've never said yes to Jesus, I pray that you will right where you are. Whether that's online or in the building, say yes to Jesus wherever you are. It will be. I couldn't help but think, Nick, about how you said yes to Jesus wherever she's gone to. And she said yes to Christ. One day gets off a bus out the front of this church. Having not had a job in ballet. Ends up coming. He gets off the bus and goes, I think I'll go into that church. Comes into church. She met Luke here, her handsome, intelligent husband. She had no idea that that yes moment was going to turn into all that. She had no idea what would happen in her career and how it would blossom and she'd get all the promotion she's got and how much a blessing she'd be. She didn't know all of that. It started with a yes. And you say, Jeff, uh, you're taking a bit of time back. Yeah, that's because this is so important for you. Because I feel like today there's people that you've been hovering around the yes. You're like someone who gets out on the end of the diving board. Will I? Won't I? Will I jump? Will I go? Will I stay? Some of you, there's been times you've got to this point and then you've pedalled back. You step back from where you were and go, I don't know. Not sure whether I might hurt myself if I jump. Not sure what will happen. And I feel today like the Holy Spirit is wrestling with some people. He's wrestling with saying, come on, today's the day. Give you a yes today. Come on, say yes to Christ. It's so easy. Online, metrochurch.online, there's the yes button right there. It's that easy to say yes. But it's the heart that's behind It's not a casual thing. It's a Jesus today, I say yes to you. If you're in Australia, then it's 826. 392 just text Y-E-S we'll help you from there if you're overseas or you'd rather get our help via email then it's yes.metrochurch.org we'd love you to give your yes because we want to help you go on the journey with Jesus we'll send you a bible verse every day a different one send you a prayer a different one every day just for 30 days we'll never write and ask you for money We'll never do anything like that to bring pressure to you. We want to help you discover Jesus for your life. But it begins with a yes. I pray you'll do that today. If you're in the building, you can give a yes in any one of those three ways I've spoken about. You can also just go to the Connect Hub. Just go to whoever's there who's uh, called into that space to help people. Just go up there and just say, I want to know about yes, and they'll help you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen.